Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 112. The 111, I thought. No, last week was 111. It's 112 this week. The R&B band, 112. Couldn't tell you one song that they released. I am joined by Tucker and Cam and not Dylan. Dylan's on his way to Aruba for a, a much-needed vacation from the pod. Is this the first one Dylan's missed? It may be. I know he fell asleep once. It may be the first one he fully missed. But uh, first episode of the off season, uh, really. So how are we doing, boys? Happy doing Tuesday. Well. Yeah, two, 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 Tuesday. Two, Tuesday. Too bad today was an episode two hundred twenty-two. Um, but yeah, so we got a lot of stuff we're gonna try to fill the show with. You know, we're gonna keep list guys going. We're gonna throw in movie time. It's movie time. Everybody's favorite time of year. Um, and, yeah, so we're going to keep the show rolling here in the off offseason. Um, so winners and losers. First thing I had was a uh, winner to me. About two years ago now, I said, a little under two years ago, I said that uh, LeBron is going to play uh, with Bronny. Wherever he gets drafted, he's going to sign there. LeBron confirmed that. So huge winner for me. Two-year-old take comes true. Love to see it. Um, and the other one I had is there's some news about Brady this week, how he was butting heads with Arians, uh, blah, blah, blah. Brady's not retired. I'm telling you that right now. I looked at all the stuff he put out when he retired, his, you know, his posts, some of the media he did. He never once said the word retirement. So I promise you he's not retired. I promise you. Um, anybody else got winners and losers? No. I have the, I mean, Dylan put it in the chat earlier. Um. Not a winner yet, but the Florida Panthers, who I said are going to win the Stanley Cup this year, they are currently in second in the league, and they have the most goals scored, and they're averaging like 4.2 goals a game. So they're doing good. I'm on my way there. They're balling. They're balling. Um, All right. In terms of our poll, I am taking home the point this week for the take of... Oh, shit. Brady will become the player owner. As, what? As you should. No, as you should. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, but I'm taking all the points, so I'm sitting at five. Uh, Dylan's at three. Tucker's at one. Camp's two. Oh, I would have tied you, boy, if I just voted. Um, I, Trey, told I will tell you this. Um, I'm with. I was with Lindsay's sister and. I had made her vote off of the poll, and she voted for you. She said you had the best take. She's a legend. I said, honestly, I agree. I love that take. We all have our good weeks and our bad weeks. Um, and this week, I'm having a bad week, and I'm going to start off right now. Couldn't come up with a lot. Um, off season, obviously, a little dry. Haven't been paying as much attention to the other sports as I have football, which I think is understandable. But um, my take's going to be simple. It's going to be the take that I recycled last week that I decided to get rid of. So um, I had said from the jump, that if the Rams won the Super Bowl, it was going to change the way teams address uh, team building and how they go into you know the draft process and the free agent process and things like that. So um, taking a look, you know the the league is a copycat league. Nobody's original. Everybody's just trying to do what the last team did to win. Um, so I am going to go out on a limb here and say that over the next say three years. There will be more. I'm trying to put a number on. I don't know what a good number total for three years. So 
So there's 30. So there's 90. Sorry, it's, I am flushing it out. We'll say, I'll say 25 plus first round picks will move over the next three years in the draft. People are going to be sending first round picks around. They're going to be trading for those those guys that, you know, those veterans that can come in and, and make a push. They're going to be saying, you know, we can trade these first round picks for, for proven guys. And then we can go out um, and draft in the second and third rounds and really nail those picks. And if we nail those picks, it won't even matter that we, uh, we, we traded these first round picks. So 25 plus first round picks are going to move over the next three years of the draft. That's a high number. Not including the ones that have already moved? Uh, no, those, those are included. Those are included. All right, I don't know what that number is at. But it's not years, 25. 32 picks, 96. I, 96. Eight picks a year. Yeah, just think about it like that. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely not common. So it's a, it's a good waste to take. I think usually there's going to be like four per draft, maybe 25. Yeah, I like that then. That's a perfect number because that doubles what what, doubles it. Because the Rams, the way they built this team, they haven't had a first round pick in forever, and they're you know the best team in the league right now. So, so what was your reasoning behind it? I just said it. The Rams, the way they built their team, they haven't had a first round pick in years. Gotcha. People are going to go all out win mode. Um, it's I not even that. It's actually. the fact that, that first-round picks are – people are going to see them as overvalued um, because look at these teams that are winning without drafting. You, you Those second-round picks are, are just – you know, they can be just as good, second- and third-round picks. You just got to do the due right. diligence to figure out who it is. And so I think the first-round picks are going to be overvalued by worse teams and undervalued by better teams, so they're going to move a lot more. So I, I disagree – and the reasoning is because I think that when people trade first-round picks, obviously the Rams did it for Stafford, quarterback, win that mode. And then I think they gave another one away for Von Miller. Um, I don't remember exactly what that trade was. But I feel like if people are going to give away first-round picks, it's, it's mostly most of the time for a quarterback. And I just don't see right now – any of the Super Bowl capable quarterbacks leaving or even being on the possibility. They they gave up two firsts for Ramsey. Okay. Yeah. That I mean I get that too. But I feel like like I said, when people are in the uh, and I don't know why, I just I feel like your take is just like a win now mode. People are going to all, everyone's trying to win at the same time. And when I think of that, I just think they're training for quarterbacks. So a team that maybe is like kind of on the verge, but can't quite get there. I feel like the quarterback is, is always the missing piece. And there's nobody right now that is willing to get rid of a Super Bowl capable quarterback. Example, the Bills won't trade Josh Allen. The Chiefs are never going to trade that Mahomes. Etc. Maybe like Russell Wilson would be the only only guy, but I just feel like I, I don't think that people are going to go all in like the Rams did on Jalen Ramsey's and Von Miller's. Yeah, but my, yeah, I guess my thought process is that now with the way the Rams, you're right. In traditional fashion, 
it would be only those moves are going to be made for quarterback. But now I think they're going to be made for every position because people are going to undervalue those first round picks due to the way the Rams played and, and built their team. And, and to kind of to your point, though, I guess you could say that the teams that have been falling short, like the Bills or like the Niners, those types of teams, you could say that, okay, our quarterback can get us here. What else do we need to do? Do we need to get that Von Miller? Do we need to get that Jalen Ramsey? So I could see that as well. The team that does have the quarterback could could trade away first rounders for um, other star players. I just don't think it's going to happen in the volume that you're saying. Tucker? Um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it becoming an actuality just due to the fact that people think like, okay, we can have let's like, we can take a chance on this guy or we can get a proven guy from a different team here. But also, I think the value of draft picks are going to go down so I don't think people are going to be able to get nearly as much as they used to for like a mid-round, mid-first round draft pick versus a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, there's So a- I think it's going to work out to the point where uh, it's just going to be around the same just because although more people are going to want to trade, I think the value for those draft picks go down. There is, I mean, there is a point to what Cam's saying where um, I lost my train of thought, where the cruddy teams are still going to want those those picks and the, and the better teams are going to uh, be willing to get rid of them quicker because they're going to be close to, you know, being at that top level, so they'll depart with them. Um, I just think, I just look at it the scenario like now with the, what the Rams have done. If you have ter- two first round picks, odds are you're probably only going to really hit on one of those. Like we see plenty of busts every year in the first round, especially at like certain positions. Um, it's, it, wouldn't you rather sh- ship, you know, forfeit that 50% chance you get a stud for you know, a guaranteed player who, you know, you got like a 75% chance of them staying healthy and helping your team, you know? That's just my, that's my thought process. On yes. It. So that, that's where I agree with you is you take the sure thing over a, and that's exactly what the Rams did with Matt Stafford. Jared Goff got you there one year, but you had every other piece in play. And I mentioned this when he first got traded is, they're going all in and they're taking the sure thing that they're going to have a good season over taking the chance of drafting a quarterback. And, you know, maybe he's going to be the future. So I, I agree with you in that, that regard. All right. Um, who's got a take? Uh, I got a take. Uh, mine's about the USFL draft. I was looking at the draft class, and I was looking at the players, you know, a couple guys you know, mostly guys you don't, and I was thinking, who's missing from the USFL that could break out and remind them everyone of his star power? And one guy immediately came to my mind. I think Blake Bortles will become a quarterback in the USFL. Maybe he wasn't drafted right away, but I think once, like, his uh, NFL, you know, no team signs him in the NFL, he's going to realize, okay. USFL is the spot for me to get picked up and be a star. 
Um, I, I mean, I like it. He's not, I don't, like, I'm not paying attention to this league at all. Like I said, I don't have any faith in this league. I think it'll fold after a year. Um, but I'm not, so I'm not paying attention to the draft. I don't know who's been drafted other than the people you told me before. I don't think he's eligible. I think I would have heard about it if he had, you know, put in papers to be drafted. Um, so you're right. He won't get drafted, but I don't see any reason for him not to go out there and, and make a move um, and try to, you know, at least put in a good year in the USFL to become a backup in the league again. Is he, when, when does the league start? Uh, it starts in April. April. When does free agency start? March? Yep, probably. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I would say the only thing that I would be hesitant on is the fact he may get picked up as a backup or a third stringer. Um, I don't, like I've said in the past, I think he deserves another shot at some, at least at a backup position. I don't know why he's had such trouble um, staying on a team, but yeah, no, I don't hate it. Um, I think it'd be a good move for him if he doesn't get picked up. If he wants to stay playing football, not become a used car sale, then he might as well go give it a shot in that league. Cam? Um, no, I hate this. He's way too good of a quarterback to go to USFL. Um, USFL is for people who fail. Oh, I lied. I guess he's signed to the uh, Saints currently. He's on, Saints. he's on the Saints, so I was going to get to that. Um, oh, he's not a free so agent? USFL is for people who... Does his contract yeah, expire I, this I year? Probably does. Anyway, what I was saying is the USFL is for people who failed in the league, um, and they want to kind of show their stuff that they could be a backup. They're literally proving that they could be a backup. That's what the USFL is for. Um, so Blake Bortles is already a backup. He's bounced around and never got another chance after he made the AFC Championship with the Jaguars. And granted, yeah, they have a decent defense, Jalen Ramsey, but he had a really, really good season that year, too. So, dude can play. Um, I don't think he's going to not take NFL money to go to the USFL, try to prove himself that he's already in the league. I think this is preposterous, terrible take, not going to happen, dumb. Yeah, but wasn't he not employed for the majority of the season? Yeah, no, he got picked up to a couple of teams like for a week when someone had COVID, and that was it. Yeah, so he's kind of not an NFL player right now. Right, but he's that's the thing though. He gets jobs. Like I mean, but I think that this is a guy that wants to like play. Like I think he's a guy that wants to compete for a spot. Like he's not being brought in to compete for a spot. He's being brought in as like a placeholder until the starters. Well, he doesn't. Like I, he actually doesn't strike me as that guy. He seems like the guy that doesn't really mind if he's a backup. Like, I don't, but I just don't buy that because again, he's an NFL player. Like, they all have some. Yes, they all want to be playing, but edge, you know, I I think when you get to the point in Blake Bortles' career where you're like, geez, I'm on my eighth team. Like, I'm I just I'm lucky to have a job at this point. Like, I should. I don't know. I just I just think that like. When your last season that you played as a player, you made the AFC Championship game, and well, then you never played. Didn't he play game one more year season? Ahead. Didn't he play one more season after that and he stunk? Maybe I don't know. I just feel like you'd want you know you're kind of made to an AFC Championship. Like I feel like there'd be a certain like level of like 
disrespect you feel where you want to show. Yeah, I mean... Right. Show it in training camp. You show it in the NFL. Oh. You're much more likely to get attention when you're on an NFL team than if you're not on an NFL team. Not if you're not getting playing time. Yes, still if you're not getting playing time. You think somebody, you think somebody's more likely to get signed in the NFL if they're on a USFL roster and they're the best quarterback in the USFL as opposed to being a second or third string on an actual team already? I don't know. I just, I just feel like he wants to fight for a spot. He's certainly not going to be playing for a starting job in the USFL. That's to prove that he can be a backup, I think, if anything. And the only reason I'm sticking with you, Tucker, is because I do, I don't think he was valued as a backup this year. Like, I think it was the only reason he made teams was because because of COVID. Like, they had those yeah. big COVID outbursts, and every time there was one, he was he was brought in. I think he was. I mean, wasn't he brought in yeah, when Rogers? He's stupid the current thing. third string on the Saints, and the Saints are going to draft a QB and then cut him. Like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I so I agree with you there that I don't think he's a lock for a, a job, but uh, Cam makes some good points, too. Uh, Cam, you got a take? I do. I actually switched it right beforehand. Um, it's regarding a player in the NFL going to a specific team. I had him going to one team. I now, because of the events this week, think it would make more sense for him to go to another team. Um, and then some news came out about him today, talking about Deshaun Watson. Um, still not really sure what's going on with him. I know he's under fire. Nothing has been, hasn't been convicted of anything yet. Something came out that said he has to speak under oath against nine of the women that accused him. Is that right? I have no idea. Okay. Um, well, here's my thing. I think that because of what I've seen so far, I think it was like 22 women total that accused him of whatever, and the number's been dropping, and people have been, you know, just kind of dropping out of the race, if you will. I don't think that much is going to come of this. Um, if it happened, I hope it does. I hope he never plays football again. But just from what I've seen, uh, I, I don't think anything is going to happen. And I think within the next few months, he's just going to be kind of acquitted and settle and give these people money just so we can go play football again. Um, and it, it's a similar situation of a now-retired quarterback by the name of Ben Roethlisberger. What happened to him back in uh, 2005 or six, I think, where he had uh, some accusations, and he settled, kind of blew over, and he was back in the league, won a couple of Super Bowls. So I think not only for that reason, but also the fact that Brian Flores, the number one coach, the only coach of my knowledge that actually wanted Deshaun Watson and was trying to get him is now a Steelers coach. I think that it is fitting 
Tucker made this take. Once this blows over, Deshaun Watson is going to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tucker made this take. Tucker made this take. No, he said Kenny Pickett. No. No, No, I didn't. No, he said, he may have said that, but he also said that uh, Pittsburgh loves sex offenders. Yeah, no, it was literally part of my take was that Pittsburgh doesn't care what you do off the field as long as you perform. Oh, wait, when was this? Uh, Like a month ago. Ish. Yeah, right around. Hold on. Your let me take. Just, what was your take exactly? Deshaun Watson will play on the Steelers. Hold on, hold on. I got it here somewhere. Do uh, yeah, on in episode one hundred and seven. So what is it? One twelve. Five weeks ago. Due to Pittsburgh not caring about the moral compass of their quarterback, Deshaun Watson will be the Steelers QB in twenty twenty two. Oh wow. Okay, so I shouldn't have switched it. Tucker, I agree with that take. Nice job. Um, thank you, take. I'm going back to my original team. Uh, Deshaun Watson's going to the Bucks, and here's why. Uh, <laughs> you don't even believe this. <laughs> He's going to the Bucks because here's a team that Bruce Arians is now flustered. He doesn't know what he's going to do without Brady. Um, he had Jameis, who threw 30 picks, and couldn't even make the playoffs. And now he is desperate for anything. And I think that he is willing to, to take the chance on Deshaun Watson just to have some sort of player at QB that can make plays and keep them afloat. Because I think if they go downhill, which it's, it's kind of looking like that, they have nobody at QB right now. I think it's Kyle Trask and whoever else is their backup. Blaine Gabbert. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't trust Arians to draft. I don't trust him to mold a new QB. Um, so it only makes sense. And, you know, I've been thinking this for a while. I don't think Deshaun will go anywhere else. Um, <laughs> Deshaun to the Bucks because the Bucks are desperate. Okay. Um, so he signed an, he signed an extension with Houston, right? So he's due a lot of money. Um, and I know that there's cap trouble in, um, in Tampa, but I think you can always work around cap trouble. Like I think cap trouble is kind of a fake news story in the league. It's a way for, it's sometimes a way for coaches, (coughs) Belichick to say, Oh, we didn't have the talented roster because we didn't want to, because we had the money tied up elsewhere. Yes, it's real, but at the same time, like, you can work around it. So, um, I don't particularly see it. Um, I don't think he really would want to go there. I don't know why. I mean, it's a good spot for him as any. They're an extremely talented team that's going to be missing a quarterback. I mean, it also depends on what they end up losing in this free agency market. Um, Chris Godwin's probably gone. Gronk. I don't know what his future holds. He's probably gone. So yeah, probably. Um, so I would, I would, I think he also, I think he cares a lot about the coach, like you said originally. Um, and I think that he and Arians would not mesh well. So um, it's actually not that bad a take, but the fact that you had to walk it back makes me want to disagree. I, yeah, I agree with 
tray here and the fact that he just copied my take and then changed it once he realized we had the same take. But uh, makes me want to disagree. But I don't disagree with it. I just want to say, though, I think he's the mo one of the most dislikable players in the NFL. On top of being a rapist, like this guy played victim for the whole situation involving, uh, like, the Texans. Like, oh, like, I can't believe I'm stuck on this team just after he signed a huge extension with the team. Like, you signed with the team and then was like, oh, I can't believe I have to play with them. It's the NBA it's mentality that's infested this league. It's, I can sign a contract wherever I want and then play wherever I want because it really doesn't matter if whatever I say is going to go. I 100% like, agree. It's just like this victim mentality where it's like, bro, you, you, at, like, you agreed to play with this team for the next five years and you're like, I, I won't play for this team. Shut up. So there is he the chose to because like at, at least with Ben Simmons and that shit, he was on his rookie deal. So it's like something that he got picked for this team. He didn't choose this team. Deshaun Watson signed a huge extension with the team. So early, I, might I add? I will yeah, say, I will say this for him. He want. I think he. I think the big qualm was he wanted to say in the GM and coach hiring, and he didn't get that, and that's kind of what pushed it. But I, I don't disagree with you. I think he's a. He's a jerk, but um, so a couple, couple, and I just, I just like whoop went right past the fact. Oh yeah, he's also like a sexual. He also committed like sexual assault a bunch of times. Well, and we're just gonna like, it's not he just basically it's, sat out. Allegedly, again, like, yeah, everyone will forget. Allegedly, and no, <laughs> once fifty so, people all accuse you of the same thing, and you delete all your DMs to them, you probably did it. <laughs> So, a couple things. One, I want to re reiterate. If he gets charged on any of these, I I don't want to see him in the league. And I, I'll say the same thing for Joe Mixon, Tyree Hill, all these people that have just, like, you know, beat their wives yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, no one's I, condemning their actions. <laughs> right, exactly. It's it's kind of right, whack. But right. to, to respond to Trey about, I don't know if you want to go there, I think at this point, anywhere else. I love that the Texans decided not to play him at all because he could have played. I'm almost positive that he was eligible. He was eligible. He also said he wouldn't. Yeah, I'm sure. But I think at this point he's just trying to go anywhere else. I think Byron Leftwich um, would would be an okay fit for him uh, as offensive coordinator. But yeah, overall I think he'll go to the Steelers. I mean, <laughs> I truly don't know what's going to happen with him. Like, I have no idea where he'll end up. I have no idea. Um, I, I hadn't even thought about Tampa, but I have no idea. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game was this weekend. Um, I didn't watch a second of the All-Star Game. I didn't watch a second of the dunk contest. Anything involved, I did not watch any of it. The only thing I'd seen were some highlights, um, and it looked like, the same as every year um, where they're, you know, not moving down the floor and it's whatever. That's what the game is. Um, any, but did you, do, do either of you have a, a comment on the all-star game at all? I actually do have some comments. I will say that the whole like new scoring system has saved the all-star game because the all-star game is actually like competitive now at the end, which is fun to watch. Yeah. And, LeBron like, hit a game winner, didn't he? LeBron hit a game winner. Steph Curry had 16 threes. Um, like, just, and it was, you know, 
Like, there's the showboat, but when it gets down to it, like, all the starters come out and they're playing all out at the end of the game. Because, like, they put a meaning behind it with, like, each team gets to pick their charity and all of that. And so, like, they so made a reasoning that's, behind that's it. What so, like, they made it actually competitive now because, like, no one's not going to try in a game that's, like, donating $100,000 to their charity. They basically guilted them into it. But, uh, and that's that's what I wanted to touch on. That's the biggest thing. I didn't watch any of it. I saw highlights. I saw that. Trey Young telling Luca to pull up from half court and he drained it. Absolutely love that. But yeah, I think we talked about this last year too. I love the charity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty clear that the NBA, like zero defense at all involved um, the past few years. And then they incorporated the charity thing and they have, you know, something to play for. Obviously they're still having fun, but at the end of the day, like they're still trying to win. Um, so I, I love that. I think if there was a way to incorporate that in the Pro Bowl, which I don't think that could happen, to be honest. The second thing is the 75th anniversary team. Um, they celebrated yeah, them. I was going to get to that. Okay. I'll, can I go into it? Do we have anything else? The dunk contest sucked. Yeah, well, that, that was my next, my next thing was the dunk contest was apparently the worst of all time. Like I said, I didn't see it. I can't even find highlights like scrolling on Twitter. I didn't go out of my way to look yep. up highlights on it, which is probably yep. on me. But I went on Twitter and I was like, I'll see a dunk contest highlight in here. Nope, not one. I saw one thing and it was a picture comparison of Shaq during this dunk contest and Shaq during the yep. dunk contest of the past and like him being excited for the dunk contest. And this time he just looks like he's like miserable to be there. But I don't know who was in it. I don't know who won it. I, I haven't seen anything from it. I have one other thing on the dunk contest. So Obi Obi Toppin won. He's a rookie, um, and I saw on Twitter like Obi Toppin wins dunk contest. So I looked up highlights, and that's in quotation marks because they weren't they weren't anything special at all. But while I looked that up, I saw highlights from the dunk contest when they had. Uh, I think it was Deion Sanders, Michael Irving, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey, and then like the high jump. The guy who won it was like the high jump champion of the world or something. And I think they need to bring that back. I think I touched on that before. Um, but bringing other athletes into the All Star game, I think, needs to happen. Um, I think that's just so much more enjoyable. And those dunks that they were doing were honestly better than this year. So my whole thing is, it's just a miracle. It's a, it, I don't understand how they can't get the big-name guys that are already there. Like It's not like they're cutting off their, their vacations. Like They're already there. Why can't they get them to do it? Like It doesn't need to be an extremely dangerous event. Like even even just having the name recognition, I feel like would would be would better be better for it. It's just a it's been this way for a long time. A bunch of nobodies, and I can't remember since like Blake Griffin, where it was actually like some some real superstars. Like yes, oh. Aaron, yes, Aaron Gordon and uh, Zach Levine put on a show, but I wouldn't call them NBA superstars. Okay. You're right. You're right. Zach Levine's gotten a lot better. Um, yeah, but back then he certainly was. He certainly wasn't a superstar. Yeah, so I just don't understand how they can't get the, the superstars at least one to participate. 
It doesn't make any sense to me. You look at the you look at the home run derby. It's all the best players in baseball. Like the best home run hitters in baseball are doing that. Like what? Like you? I think. I, I remember a couple years ago. Wasn't there one guy who like had dunked twice during the regular season that was in it? It's just bananas to me. Go ahead, Cam. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, no, I wasn't really going to say anything else, honestly. Um, I I forgot. But we can go into 75th anniversary team. Yep, so that was probably the best thing from All-Star Weekend was the 75th anniversary team. Um, they had all the guys there, all the stars. Um, they had them taking pictures together with their teams. I saw one picture that was like Lakers legends, and it was LeBron in it. I'm like, he's not a Lakers legend. Like he won one fake ring with LA. Like he's not a, he's not going to be remembered as a Laker. Um, but um, I saw Ray Allen, who is heavily disliked by KG, got kind of the side eye, but they did put their differences uh, aside and took a picture together. Um, it's it's cool to see those old guys. I saw a great picture of like all the 2015 like putting up their hands like a celebration and there's a picture of Kawhi and he just looks miserable to be there and it's just so on brand. But um, I didn't think, I couldn't find, I think of any like snubs or anything looking at it um, from the glance I had. That being said, I'm not a huge NBA historian, but it was definitely a cool thing to see. It was cool to see all the, you know, older legends kind of, you know, there and participating and stuff like that. So uh, Cam, what do you got on it? Yeah, I um, same as you. I don't know if there were any snubs. I was reading about it on Twitter. I think uh, Tracy McGrady didn't make it, and I didn't compare it to every other player. But I grew up watching Team Mac a little bit, and I don't know. I think it was really good. Other than that, I I know Michael Jordan is the most respected player in the history um, of basketball. There was like a standing ovation and a huge. Uh, crowd cheer for him, and he was he was very energetic the whole night. He was dapping everybody up, smiling, laughing. Um, so I love to see that. I think the NBA, the NBA legends, and I I say this every time. I think I think they need to have some sort of like pickup three on three tournament or something like that. I think maybe people would get hurt, but whatever. You know, you sign up for it. Um, because I think Michael Jordan would would still take like thirty percent of the people in the NBA right now. Not kidding. I saw him say something to like Magic Johnson where he was like, "I'll take you right now. Let's go." And it was full serious. Like he's like, "Let's go play right now. Oh, yeah. I'll, beat you. I'll beat you." Um, I did see that LeBron was ranked number two all time, and MJ was number one. So there's the end of that debate right there. Um, there we go. Tucker, aren't you a LeBron guy, Tucker? No, I'm being sarcastic because if the NF, if a random rating system that they even put Kyrie Irving or a whole list of guys in their top 75 put Jordan as one of yes, you won, right? You really think Kyrie Irving's a top 75 guy of all time? Yeah, I do fully, honestly believe it. I I don't know if I do, but uh, go ahead, Tuck. What did you think of the team otherwise? It was cool. No, it's like a really cool event. I didn't like that some people skipped it. Like, I felt like they should have had a ceremony where, like, you got all 75. I'm pretty sure there was, like, eight guys that just decided not to come. Well, I know there was a bunch of older people that couldn't go because of COVID. Like, Bill Russell wasn't there. and Yeah, no, and those are reasonable. But there were a few that just, like, didn't show up. 
which I'm pretty I sure the like, total is only forty three. Yeah. So there, there was like eight or ten who like didn't even have a reason, just was like, "Sorry, I'm busy," which like sucks because I would have loved to see like all seventy five there or however many are alive. Um, but cool event, like seeing all the greats. Like there was a little bit of beef between like Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett that had like beef in it. But yeah, so I'm a huge fan of it. All right, moving on. Uh, football season is over, but we're still going to touch on football. Uh, Aaron Rodgers put up. Quite the Instagram post. First of all, he broke up with his fiance, uh, and the, the jokes about Rogers can only get one ring just came out in full force. Very funny. Um, but he put up a really weird Instagram post where he just said he was thankful for everyone in his life, including his now ex fiance um, and his wide receivers and uh, his backup QBs. Just like a weird, it felt like a kind of a goodbye message. And I'll tell you what I took from it, um, what I learned from reading it, and what I saw on Twitter. He had um, every game he stands between Randall Cobb and uh, Devontae Adams for the National Anthem. And the one game that he missed because of his suspension, uh, they stood and left a space for him. And he decided to post that. that. Yeah, Yeah, he decided to post that picture. So that, to me, says goodbye, Packers. Um, I know we have multiple conflicting takes on this here um but if i don't know he's a weird dude i wouldn't be surprised at all if he's back with the packers but he's just a weird cat like i really can't stand all the crunchy bull crap he puts out um just to be and to 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 break it off with your ex and then just be like oh my god i'm so thankful for you super weird only thing that celebrities do um but yeah i i think i think he's he's done with the packers I, i i really think he wants out um but you never know with this guy. He's a nutcase. Uh, Cam, yep. did you end up, you didn't watch the McAfee show, but you read about it, right? So, yeah. So I read the post that uh, Aaron put, and then I kind of, I kind of read like a synopsis of the McAfee. Um, and I think after the Instagram post, <laughs> David Bakhtiari, I don't know if you saw his tweet, he summed it up perfectly with the Franklin from GTA, like walking and going, uh, here we go again or whatever. That's CJ from GTA San Andreas. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The meme you made about Uh, the barn. That meme. Yeah. I think that sums it up perfectly. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers just loves the drama. Um, I think that he's trying to play mind games, but at the same time, he's in his own head and he doesn't know what's going on. He has no idea what he wants to do. Last year, it was all about getting him help on the Packers. And I guess they kind of did that, but they found themselves kind of in the same position. Um, so I don't even think at this point he knows what he wants to do. And he kind of said that on the back of the show, from what I understand. He was like, yeah, I took a 12-day break um, just to kind of clear my head. When I got out of it, I just, you know, I decided that I needed to show, you know, love to everyone. Um, And I don't know. I think he's a little weird. He's kind of losing his mind a little bit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in the the Packers. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the Broncos. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. I wouldn't be surprised if 
he with anything at this point. I, I don't know what's going on with this dude. Um, <laughs> I think he's a little bit crazy, uh, and that's kind of what I got out of his his press today. I mean, all you need to know is that he hates his family. Like that's that's all you need to know. <laughs> and I mean, it just shows like what kind of person he is. Uh, Tucker, anything you got? Um, yeah, I just don't know. I've just kind of given up on Aaron Rodgers, like pretending, like trying to guess on him. There's just not much I could really say about the guy at this point. I mean, you never know what you're going to get with him. He's just an absolute wild card. Like, that's just the fact of the matter is that, like, you never know with him. He's probably just going to be back on the Packers next year, and none of this shit's going to make sense. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely keeping himself as, like, the main character. Like, he wants everyone to know about Um, Yeah, so we'll see. It's going to be an interesting offseason for the Packers. Um, I wanted to touch quickly on some Patriot stuff, and it also involves the Giants, so, Ken, you can definitely touch. But uh, I talked about this, the kind of the nepotism, the stupidity. Um, the combine's coming up, and if you don't have your staff set by the combine, then it's not gonna, you know, it then, you know, that your staff is your staff by the combine. And so with Joe Judge coming on to the Patriots, um, it looks like he's gonna be quarterback's coach. I forget the name of the guy that's gonna be calling plays, but it's the wide receiver coach. And David, and not, not David, Matt Patricia is going to be the O line coach. So no coordinators. Um, Announced at all? Um, Wait, O line. Matt Patricia is gonna be O line, yeah. And I he's been—he he he has been his entire career, Cam. Um, I'm just really worried about the Patriots. Uh, here's my opinion on the Patriots. I think they're gonna be worse next year than they were this year. Um, if anything, they'll be the same. I don't think it's because you know Max not gonna develop. I think it's just gonna be another holding pattern year. Um, I just don't see with this coaching staff how people are going to how they're going to do it. They without having coordinators, it's insane to me that they won't go out and actually hire a coach to be a coordinator. Um, but and Joe Judge, like I know you have faith in Danny Jones, Cam, but I've kind of lost that faith. We've seen what he can try to do developing a young quarterback, and to me, it hasn't been good. Um, but just want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, Tucker will get your Patriots fan perspective on Joe Judge being the kind of the future guy for Mac, and then Cam, your your opinion of having him develop your quarterback over the past few years. Go ahead, Tuck. Uh, yeah. So I think this could be a positive year for the Patriots. I think there's a lot of new blood in there, and so even without, I mean, I'm I got some things I'm nervous about, but I didn't think Josh McDaniels was particularly good this year. Uh, I didn't think the coaching was particularly good this year, so I don't think, like, a huge step back. Like, I don't think there's that much to step back from in terms of a coaching perspective. I wasn't, like, overwhelmed with the ability of the coaching staff this year. I just think that that we have a talented roster. Um, I think the team's young. It's only going to get more talented. I think we might lose Jason Jackson, honestly. Hopefully we at least franchise tag him. Would be my hope, but... uh. I think the team's still on an upward trajectory. I mean, if you give Mac time with his receivers, I think it'll only get better from here. Maybe to sign a little bit more talent. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's still a lot of talent on the offensive and defensive side of the ball right now, and I think they can keep competing. I, I, I mean, I think they outperformed this year, so like if they had another 10-7 in the year, I wouldn't be disappointed with it. But uh, I, I still think they're going to be improving even with, you know, because I think if you go 10-7 and, and win it differently, you know, beat a couple of teams that you usually wouldn't. I think we barely beat the bad teams this year. I mean, didn't really beat the good teams this year. We only beat the bad teams. Uh, so, you know, I just want to see them win those games. Yeah, so let me just touch on that coaching thing. Um, yes, I, I agree with you. The coaching wasn't great this year. I think it was bad on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think there was bad coaching on the offensive side of the ball. I think there was a lack of talent on the offensive side of the ball. The biggest thing for McDaniels is I think he did a great job developing Mac. He's a proven track record of developing young quarterbacks. Garoppolo, um, Castle, uh, and Mac, and to an extent, Brissett. I mean, yes, he didn't turn into a stud, but he was a quarterback in this league. Um, but that's that's what concerns me. Uh, Cam, Joe Judge, what do you think? So I think he was just kind of too big for his shoes uh, for the Giants. Hiring a special teams coordinator, unless it's Rick Passaccia, I don't think it's going to work. Um, so I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it because I think if he just has one role, doesn't have to call plays or run the whole team, I think he's a good coach. And he's been on that staff before. So I think he'll be okay. Um, as far as what he did on the Giants, I don't think he really affected Daniel Jones' play at all. And you said, um, what did you say? I'm high on Daniel Jones? No, I said I'm not. I don't know how you feel about him, but I've kind of run out. My patience has kind of run out with him. Oh, yeah, me too. And, I, I mean, I know that he's going to get another year. I hope they bring somebody. I, I read something today about, um, a potential landing spot for Mitch Trubisky is the Giants, actually. But I hope they, they bring somebody in, whether it's a third-round draft pick or a mid-tier free agent. I hope they bring somebody in to battle him. But at the same time, I don't think we should give up on him just because he's been in the system for three years now. And he was hurt last year. And if we improve our offensive line with Dable and with uh, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, the Chiefs' quarterbacks coach, who's now our offensive coordinator, um, this is definitely the last hurrah for him. Though I think if he plays every game, he needs to win at least ten, or he's gone. I kind of made that into a giant stake, sorry, or giant segment, sorry. Well, do you think that that Judge can keep developing Mac at the level that he's been developing? Yeah, that's that's my thing that I said at the beginning. Is I, I have mixed feelings about it. Like I don't know. Um, he was a special teams coordinator with the Patriots, then he was a head coach, and now he's a QB coach. Yeah. So it's a lot of different positions. I, I, I genuinely I don't know. Um, and I don't think anybody can know, but Bill wanted him back on the staff and trusted him. Who, who's your offensive coordinator? We don't have one, Cam. We won't have one is, is the issue. Um, 
the the problem is that they won't bring a a coordinator in. They haven't had a defensive coordinator since Right. I don't even know. I don't I don't remember their last defense. Patricia. Patricia was their last defensive coordinator. Um they haven't had one since, so that's that's where my concern is. But Gosh. Yeah, I mean if if Joe Jones has anything to do with the play calling, I wish you the best of luck because he's the guy that took a knee on their own five or whatever yeah. in the third quarter. So I, I hope that <laughs> I, I hope it does translate over to you, but for your guys' sake, I wouldn't I wouldn't want him having anything to do with the plays. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, does anyone have anything else? Do we want to touch on the Michigan thing? I don't know anything about it. I just know that he got nah, suspended for the rest of the season. No, I really don't know. Stopping the way too early. I do have another loser, by the way. Um, and we touched on it. I totally forgot to say, but Brian Flores, I said that he wasn't going to get hired because of Bill Belichick leaking the text because he wanted him to go to the Patriots and he got hired uh, with the Steelers, so it's a loser for me, but we can go into which. Um, Alright, list guys. Uh, so. Wait, way too early playoff? Oh, wait, yes, sorry. Way too early playoff prediction. Sorry, I forgot about that. Um, Alright, uh, as you know on this podcast, we like to break down the who we think is going to make the playoffs. Um, this one, these the first two we do, which is the first one is right after the season. Uh, the second one is after free agency in the draft, so we know what the teams are going to look like. And the last one's the one that counts is right before the season. So these are just kind of to run through and uh, say what we think is going to happen. Um, so we'll we'll do it as we as we usually do, and we'll start in the AFC East. We'll go east to west. Um, AFC East, who's your pick? Um, mine is going to be the Buffalo Bills. Like I said, I think New England's going to be worse, if anything, next year. And I think the Bills proved in the end of the season, over the last two games they played the Patriots, that this is their division. I know they had a sloppy season last year. I expect them to clean it up and be one of the best teams in the league. Um, so I think they walk away with this division. Cam? Yeah, I got the Bills as well. Um, you touched on people trading away first-round draft picks. I think the Bills could go one or two ways. They either keep the draft picks, try to keep building, keep building, and eventually you know, make the Super Bowl, or they do what you said and they try to go all in because they got the talent. Uh, they just need a couple more pieces, but I definitely think it's, it's their division. Tucker? I got the Patriots, baby. I got to believe in my team. Um, so yeah, I got the Patriots, the Bills, people I'm talking about enough, lost a lot of coaching talent this year. A lot of guys they really like left the team, uh, Patriots, you know, I got them win this. Um, Dylan has, I believe the Bills, um, he has both the Patriots and the Bills. He did not tell me he's division winners. So we'll just go with the Bills for Dill. Um, all right. The NFC East. Um, this is an interesting division. I'm going Cowboys again. I still think they're a good team that just falls apart at the end of the year. But um, I'll go Cowboys here. Cam, your division. Every time, got to go with the Giants. I've said it way too many times before. Cried myself to sleep about it. But it's their season, and they're going to win the division. Uh, Tucker? 
I got the boys here. Um, their division to lose. They got a lot of talent. They looked really good last year until it mattered. Um, I think they're by far the most talented team in the division. They're one of the most talented teams in the NFL from being on. Um, all right. Move on. They're losing the divisional. Oh, you're, you're cutting out, Tuck. You there? Hello? All right. Um, moving on. The uh, AFC South. AFC South. This is an interesting division, I guess. Um, you've got the Colts and the Titans, really. I think this is the end for the Titans of their window. Um, Tannehill's clearly not the guy. they got to do something at quarterback. So I'm going to go with the Colts here. I liked what I saw of the Colts for a lot of the year last year. Yes, they had some bad losses at the end, but I still think they're a supremely talented team. Got to figure out quarterback. Once they do that, uh, they'll be very, very good. So I'm going Colts to win the NFC, uh, the AFC South. Uh, Cam. Yeah, I agree. I'm going Colts as well. Um, I think they are, to my knowledge, I don't think they're losing anybody. Uh, definitely got to figure out the quarterback situation, whether they keep Carson and he just improves or they decide to bring in someone else. Uh, I, I still think that they're on the most up and up in their way. Tucker. Uh, yeah, for this division, I also have the Colts. I've been a Colts diehard from the start. I think I'm going to say I'm the biggest Colts fan on this podcast, I believe. But, I don't know uh, why you're bragging. They're one of our biggest rivals for the Patriots. So, Like 10 years ago. Um, but, yeah, I got the Colts here. Uh, yeah, I like this team through and through. All right, NFC South, very interesting division. You've got now the Buccaneers have come back down to earth. Um, and then you've got a lot of teams with no quarterback. The only legitimate quarterback in this division is Matt Ryan, but he's ancient. I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, am I? You know, you know what? No, I'm going to go with the Falcons. I think the Saints... Um, I think the Saints... They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a. They have a new head coach. I think it's going to be an adjustment year for the Saints. I think the Panthers are dog crap. I've already said what I feel about the Buccaneers. I'm going to go with the Falcons here in a really crappy division. Uh, they are going to win out. They've got you know they went seven and ten. Not a horrible horrible year for what was expected out of them. I don't think they were expected to compete at all. So seven and ten can be you know you can, if you can swing three losses. Um, into the win category, you're right in the thick of it. So I'm going Falcons. Cam? <laughs> I'm actually also going Falcons. Let's go. Um, I don't think they made the playoffs since the 28-3. I think they only made it the next year and lost early. I'm not entirely that sure, could... though. Or no, they lost. Yeah. I think they lost in the AFC, the NFC Championship to the Eagles. Did they not? Maybe they did. I don't no, know. No, the Vikings did. But anyway. Um, I think Matt Ryan, ever since the 28-3, he's one of the most just unheard of quarterbacks in the league now. He won the MVP, and then after that, nobody talks about Matt Ryan. Um, I think he's like 33, 34 or something. And I don't know. I, I think that they're one of those teams that has a good quarterback. They've made it to the Super Bowl. 
and they need to go all in for them. And this year, especially in a bad division, it's it's never a better year for it. Tucker, I think I know your pick here, but go ahead. Uh, I'm not sure. You do. I have the Saints. Oh, I thought you no, I thought you were, I thought the Bucks were going to the uh, NFC Championship with Aaron Rodgers. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah, I got the Bucks here. I mean, with uh, Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, I forgot. Jesus, I've had everyone going everywhere, but yeah. So, I mean, the Bucks get Aaron Rodgers. They're the most talented team in this division by far. I think they're the most likely to get a guy like that on their team. You know, even if it's not Aaron Rodgers, I think they can get someone else in free agency. That's a big splash. So, yeah, Bucks, Aaron Rodgers, NFC Championship game definitely win this division. That's trash. Um, I forgot to mention Dylan's pick for the uh, AFC. It is, I believe, the Titans. I don't know. Titans or Colts. This guy, he... Come on, Dylan. Um, I should have asked him, but um, and the NFC South, he's going with the Saints. Um, or no, the Bucks. The Bucks. Excuse me. Um, all right. So let's move on. AFC North, one of the most interesting divisions in football. You've got the reigning AFC Championship. You've got the Ravens, who have been solid for years. Um, you've got the Browns, who maybe on a bit of a downturn and you've got the Steelers who are talented without a quarterback. Again, another one of these teams. Um, I'm going to go Ravens here. I said my piece on the Bengals last week. I think they're due for a kind of a comeback to earth moment. Um, but I, th I think the Ravens would have been much better this year, obviously if they didn't have all those injuries, look for them to get healthy and uh, win this division. Uh, Cam. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Uh, if the Ravens are healthy, they're, the best team in that division, and it, it's kind of obvious to me, but it shouldn't be, I guess, because the Bengals just made the Super Bowl. So um, I'm going Ravens just because I think if they're healthy, they're the best coach in that division. Maybe Mike Tomlin, but without Big Ben um, <laughs> and without really a sure thing quarterback, I think the Ravens are uh, a shoe-in. Tucker? Uh, I also have the Ravens win this division. Um, I just think it's the best choice. I just think that team wins this division handily. Lamar Jackson is in this half the games. I mean, everyone tried to talk about how their backup quarterback's legit, but like he lost every single game he played in. So is he really that impressive? So uh, I have the Ravens winning this. I think with their quarterback back, they play a lot better. And I still think they're definitely better than anyone else in this division. Dylan has the Ravens. All right, NFC North, kind of another crappy division. Um, so uh, this one's hard to pick because you've got the Packers. Who knows about Aaron Rodgers uh, and Devontae Adams, for that matter. You've got the Vikings, who you know how I feel about them. You've got the Bears, who stunk, and the Lions, who were one of the worst teams in this league. Um, I don't know who I'm going with here. I'm going to take the Packers. Just off the, the, the thought that Aaron Rodgers might be back. Um, I want to pick the Vikings, but I'm not going to because I hate the Vikings. So I'm going Packers. Uh, Cam? Um, I had Packers, and I think Aaron will stay. Yeah, I'm going Packers. I, I think he stays. If, if he doesn't... Um, it's the Vikings division to lose. 
but I'm going Packers. Tucker. I have the Packers because I think without Aaron Rodgers, they're still the best team in the division. I think there's going to be a year where, like, they're like, how good is Aaron Rodgers? I mean, the dude had one of, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL, had a really good running back, has a great head coach. Like, the team's still talented without Aaron Rodgers. So I have them winning this division. All right. Um, Dylan has the Packers um, because I believe he thinks that Rodgers is going back. He said that several times. All right. Um, AFC West. This is an easy one, the Chiefs. A um, little bit of a down year. They still made it uh, to the AFC Championship on a down year. Obviously, they're you know one, a top two, three team in the uh, NFL. So, Chiefs. Cam? Yeah, still the Chiefs. Um, also, Tucker, didn't you say the Lions were going to win the NFC North? <laughs> you know what, Cam? You had like 12 teams winning, making it to the playoffs like two years ago. So I no, won't take the slander from you. I figured that out, though. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure you had to leave some teams you said were making it in out, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure. But, yeah. And I'm pretty sure at the end, none of them made it. No, no, because it was, it was our initial, it was right after the Super Bowl, our initial way too early playoff predictions. But then you gave like eight takes about teams that were going to get in. And yeah, but I'm talking about Yeah, it. no, when you, you know what? We, you're going to contradict yourself at one point if you make as many takes as we do. Yeah, Tucker, you just have a bit of cam brain going on right now. Yeah, well, let's call it cam brain going forward. Um, Tucker, you said you had the Chiefs? Uh, I didn't say anything, but yeah, I'll take the Chiefs as well. And Dylan has the Chiefs. Um, all right, AFC wildcard teams. Um, I am going with the Patriots in one slot. No particular order for me. Patriots in one slot. I do think they are good enough to get back to the playoffs. Like Tucker said, they are a talented team, at least on one side of the ball. I'm a little worried. They're going to lose J.C. Jackson. I don't think they're going to have a big year in free agency based off last year. I don't think they have the ability to do that again. Um, but I look for Mac to develop. I look for you know the receivers to develop a little bit. Hunter Henry to get better. Johnny Smith to be better. Um, a little worried about some durability on the line, some, you know, age problems on the line and defensively, they got to get some better linebackers, faster linebackers and figure out the corner position. But I still think they're good enough to get in. Um, the chargers who I said are the team in the best position that didn't make the playoffs. Um, I think Herbert's going to continue to get better. Um, and they're going to get better around him and, you know, settle in. So, uh, I'll put them in and, and then the Bengals um, I'm putting in. Uh, like I said, I think Super Bowl hangover is going to be real, but I still think they are talented enough with Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon um, to get back in. So, And that defensive front was pretty darn good at the end of the year as well. So uh, I'll go with the Bengals, my third team. Uh, Cam? All right. I have uh, the Bengals, like pretty much everything you said. Um, they're, I think they're bringing most people back. Biggest key, obviously, Burrow and Jamar. And that defense, they just need some corners and they need an offensive line. So I think, if anything, they're going to add weapons to get better. So they should be in again. Um, Chargers as well. I think Herbert's got to get in there. Um, 
He's way too good. I think it's a coaching issue down there. Uh, I think this is the last year for that coach if he doesn't, what's his name, Brandon Staley? Yeah. Yeah, if he doesn't make the playoffs, definitely his last year there. My last one, I'm going to go Titans. Almost picked the Patriots. They're my last one out. Um, I'm going Titans. I think they're just a team that they still have a chance of winning the division. So that's pretty much why I'm putting them in and they play in a bad division. So I think they're they're going to have their typical season 11-6, 10-7, something like that this weekend. Typical Cam, leaving the Pats out. Uh, Tucker? Uh, AFC, I got... I'm not sure if anyone said this, but I have the Browns in mind. Uh, I think the Browns are still a talented team that, you know, they missed out. They suffered this year, but I think they still have a lot of talent all around on both sides of the ball that should be able to make the playoffs every year. Uh, my second one I have been, oh, the Bills, obviously. I didn't put them in on my first thing, but they'll definitely be the five seed, if not the AFC champion. Ship team, and then the last team I have is the Chargers. Uh, super talented team. I think Brandon Staley's a really good coach. I don't think he's on the hot seat yet. I mean, he was a first-year coach that missed out on the playoffs. But um, I think this team's definitely got everything to get there. Another year of development for their young players. I think they're definitely there. Dylan has the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Colts. Um, I think. Um, all right, NFC. Um, hold on, let me pull up my list here. NFC. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think we'll get in again. Um, they are. There's a little bit of problems going on with the Cardinals right now. Kyler's a little upset with them. They're a little upset with Kyler. I don't know. They're still a talented team. He's still on the up and up. So uh, I like the Cardinals to make it back in. Um, I'm going to go with the... Wait, did we, we didn't cover the NFC West, did we? We didn't. Um, no, we didn't. Oh, yeah. The Rams, are, the, Rams. the Rams are my pick. Yeah. Rams. Okay, Rams. everybody had Rams. Um, yep, so the Cardinals get in. The... Niners, I'll put in. Um, I think that Brady's going to go there. If not, I still think they're good enough to get in with with Lance, hopefully. Um, and oh, this is tough, man. I, um, I'll go with I'll go with the Saints. I think the Saints could still get in. Um, they have. Enough, you know, they have talent down there. They got to figure out quarterback. There's a lot of really crappy teams at the bottom of these, you know, divisions. So it's tough, but I'll go Saints. Cam? All right. So, yeah, like I said, Rams for the NFC West. Wildcard teams, I'm going with the Niners. Um, whatever they end up doing, whether it's Jimmy G, Lance, or Brady, um, I think. They're good enough all around to still get in. Um, going with the boys, I think the the Cowboys are just, they're never going to win anything. I, I don't think Dak's the answer. There's a curse on them. 
Uh, I do think that they're going to make the playoffs, though. And I was going to go Seahawks, but they have a lot of confusion going on, and it doesn't look like they're kind of doing anything to help it, and Russ might get dealt. So I'm going to go Vikings. I think uh, this might be Kirk's year. Tucker. Um, yeah, I got, let's see, my three teams, I had them easy. It was the Vikings, it was the 49ers, and it was the Cardinals. I think these are the easy, I think the NFC is in a bad spot right now, especially in the quarterback situation. Um, and that's honestly a lot of the reason why I picked the Vikings. It's a lot of the reason why I picked the Cardinals is because they actually, out of the teams left, they're two of the teams that actually have decent quarterback situations going on. Uh, Dylan has the Saints, the Seahawks. Who the hell does he have? Okay, he had the, the Eagles, the Saints, and the Seahawks, I believe. Um, getting into the wild card spots. All right, uh, keep an ear on those. We'll see, we'll see how those develop moving forward. Let's get into the list, guys. Tucker and I went to a wedding this weekend and got to do some we line did. dances. Um, I killed the line dances, as I do, but we thought, let's rank some line dances. You know, everybody loves line dances. You know, the typical, you know, everybody gets out on the floor and does it, cha-cha slide type beat, you know? Um, so we'll rank them for you. My number five is going to be the Macarena. Now, I, I went through a lot of thought on these. Um, the Macarena is one that the dance is kind of boring. Kind of boring. Um, you know, not a lot of variety in there. Not a lot of these dances have variety, but it's also like slow moving. You just use your hands, really, nothing else. Maybe your hips a little bit. Um, but the song is kind of heat. Like the song gets it going. So I'll go. I'll go number five because it has a good song, but not a good dance. Cam. Yeah, I also have Macarena number five. Um, a song that we learned in elementary school. Had to perform it in front of. Uh, our parents at one point, I believe. And uh, I don't know, it's one that you don't forget, but it is also one that's not too much moving around, so it's not that cool. But I don't know many line dance songs, so number five. Tucker. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have very similar lists. I also have the Macarena. It's definitely the most basic, but it's like, you know, it starts your night off. And that's why I think of the Macarena as, like, it's the first one you do before you get into it. All right. My number four is going to be the electric slide. Now, this one, to me, is the exact opposite of the Macarena, where the dance is kind of cool. Like, you can get jiggy with it. You can, you can you know, boogie down to it. You can kind of throw in a little bit of freestyle here and there. Um, but the song sucks. The song's terrible. Um, very slow, very old, very boring. But the dance, um, it's electric. So uh, I'm going electric slide number four. Cam? Yeah, I never learned the electric slide. Um, number four, I'm going wobble. Uh, I think this is a song I learned on a cruise. And to this day, I, I don't know the exact moves until I hear the actual song. And then once I hear the song, I know exactly what I'm doing. But it's a bomb. I like it. I'll say right now, Wobble didn't make my list because I don't know. I don't know the dance, and so I've I've never done it. Um, I know the song, can't do the dance, so it did not make my list. Tucker number four. I also have the Wobble here. Uh, great dance, 
Um, but, you know, don't do it nearly as much. Kind of was a trendy one for a little bit and then died off. But uh, great dance. It was a lot of fun, but I'm not great at it. Like, I've done it a few times, but not like the top three on my list. So it definitely had takes a backseat to the other three. Yeah, this is where we start. I imagine we're all going to have the top three in, in, in uh, maybe different positions. But my number three, this was a tough one, is going to be Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe, great song, very fast. Um, but like I said, it's repetition. There's no sort of mix it up. There's no throw in like a little freestyle move. It's just the same. It's the same thing over and over. There's not enough time to freestyle, you know, and it's extremely tiring. But I do love the Cotton Eye Joe. I have a little bit of a freestyle into it where instead of clapping, I give a little hip thrust. That was an Eastover move back in the day. But uh, Cotton Eye Joe, like I said, great song, great dance, number three. Very solid middle of the list. Um, Cam. Number three, I'm going Cha-Cha Slide. Uh, another one that we learned in middle school. And they give you the instructions in the song, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, I always used to love the Charlie Brown part, another song that we performed in front of our parents. Don't know why they had us doing all this stuff. Um, but... Yeah, Charlie Brown is, is a great addition to that. I used to go crazy with it. Um, yeah, number three. Tucker. Number three, I have the cha-cha slide as well, you know. A little bit basic. Uh, you know, it gives you the exact moves, which is perfect, perfect for us white people. Uh, but, you know, fun song. Always like doing it. Got a little bit of space for creativity. Um just with how you do all the movements, but you know, just a very good song. Dance. Yep. Number two, I've got Cha Cha Slide. Um, the reason I have it over Cotton Eye Joe is because what Tucker said, a little bit of room for creativity. There's also a mixture of moves. You're not doing the same thing over and over. You know, he'll he'll mix it up on you. He'll give you five stomps this time. You know, four hops this time. Um, throwing the Charlie Brown, throwing the reverses. I love the reverses and nothing gets it going. Like everybody clap your hands. I mean, that's, that's the best part of every single line dance. Everybody clap your hands and everybody hits it, even if they're not dancing. Um, and everybody's on beat to it. Um, and like Cam said, easy enough for everybody to understand, tells you to when to turn. I'm, the biggest problem with these line dances is people not turning in the right direction at the right time. Um, and this one, everyone knows when to turn. So it, it makes it nice and uh, uniform. So you gotta uh, adapt. Like if people, if you don't have a turning crowd, you gotta learn to stop. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. At this wedding, people weren't turning. I continued to turn. No, anyways. there's I a was real like, problem. With it. Yeah, it was just you going in different directions. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't stand in like it was just you with your back to everyone. I'm like, all right, I'm just. You know, if no one's gonna do it, I'm gonna stop doing it. No, I I danced to be my own drum. So cha cha slide uh, number two, uh, Cam. Number two, I got the YMCA. Wow, oh, that's not on my I list. I forgot the YMCA. That's the you guys Um, maybe not the a line dance type, but you're moving around a little bit, and it is the absolute classic. Um, another song that tells you exactly what to do, more or less. Um, grew up on that song. It's it's international. Because when I was in Italy, they played it on uh, one of the boat tours I went on. They played YMCA, and they're almost going nuts. Nobody from America. Um, 
it's it's just a uh, I don't know why it's so famous because it's just talking about like a YMCA you can go there get showered up get cleaned off have a good time but I love it it's people going that's a tough one though that's not really a line dance but we can let it slide for sure um, Tucker number two number two I have the Cotton Eye Show. Um, Got this on my list. It's just a classic. It's my first one that I remember. It's the one that I most remember from East Over days, probably. Uh, so yeah, easy number two on my list. All right, my number one is the undisputed goat of line dances. It's the Cupid Shuffle. Uh, Cupid Shuffle, a great song. Not uh, the the chorus, of course, is repetitive, but it is in every single song that's out there. Um, but you know, there's kind of a freestyle you know, rap in the middle of, of each, uh, chorus, um, plenty of room to improvise. There's really a part of it says, uh, now come on, walk it out. And that just means do whatever you want to turn, like make your own dance to turn. Um, I like to get the crazy legs going, like to get hit, hit the, you know, the kind of the new, the new moves, uh, the, the more modern moves, put them in there. Um, changes up the tempo at one point, uh, where you go to the right and then you take a pause to the right, to the right, to the right. Um, just a classic, absolute great one, not too fast, not too slow, enough room for, uh, movement for yourself, what you want to do and, uh, uh, a great song. So I'm going Cupid Shuffle number one. That's a little biased from my family loves Cupid Shuffle. So I imagine Tucker will probably have it too, but, uh, Cupid Shuffle is definitely my number one. Cam? Um, I actually forgot about the Cupid Shuffle, but I don't know if I would have put it on my list anyway. I think it's kind of boring. Um, number one, Easy, Cotton Eye Joe. Um, another one that we did in gym class, and they talked to us there, but I actually like the song itself. Um, don't know what it means at all. Pretty sure it's I was, uh, uh, about an STD. I, I heard this recently, Cotton Eye Joe. Is about STDs. I love it. Isn't the YMCA about hooking up with dudes at the YMCA discreetly? All these line dances have secret meanings. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, Cotton Eye Joe. I yeah, show, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I heard Cotton Eye Joe on the party bus we were on. Everyone was doing it, just uh, people going, and that's an easy number one for me. Tucker, number one. I just like to read the verse from Cotton Eye Joe. If had if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Song is a hundred percent odd guy giving a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, but number one, obviously the Keep and Shuffle. Uh, best one by far, family tradition. So have to put it here. All right, that's the list, guys. And as I teased in the beginning of the episode, it is movie time. Uh, we are movie experts as well as sports experts, so we're going to watch a movie every week from here until the beginning of football season, fill a little bit of dead air here. Um, so we won't have a review for you today, but we will have our first movie of the season, and the honor goes to Cam, who was the only one that remembered that we were doing movies this week. So, Cam, what are we watching? Also, on top of that, uh, the rules are still in place. If you you can miss a movie, we understand people are busy. You don't have all the streaming services. If you miss two movies in a row, you will lose a point in the pool. This is a big segment. This is a very important segment. So, uh, Cam, what are we watching? 
So I know me and Tucker are already safe because uh, we've seen the movie recently. I'm going with Encanto. Let's go! This movie, um, I think all the songs were written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. And Hamilton. And then it was directed by somebody else. But I'm sure you heard We Don't Talk About Bruno on TikTok. Oh, yeah. There are many other songs that are just as good on there. Um, and then the storyline as well. Fantastic. Love the movie. Um, can't wait to talk about it next week. So I had been going back and forth. Am I going to watch this? Am I not going to watch this this week? And I finally sat down today and decided, you know what? I don't think I'm going to watch it. I guess I am now. So Encanto it is. We get, Somebody's got to tell Dylan. Um, all right. That's episode 112, the R&B band. Uh, check us out on our socials. Dylan should be back next week. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we will see you next week. <laughs>